Oh, gee whiz. Oh, hopefully I can get through the next half hour. Uh, Oliver Peterson's having a birthday, and so he's just brought in some treats. And you shouldn't really eat in between ad breaks, uh, particularly a caramel, which probably, if you can probably hear, it's sort of, you know, sticking my teeth together. I'll try. I'll persevere. Now, let's talk plastic with David. Hello, David. Hi, how you going, Gary? Good, mate. My gripe is, yeah. what am I going to do with regards to cling wrap and, uh, you know, your freezer bag? So you get your individual pieces of meat, you put it in your freezer bag, and then you chuck it in the freezer. So that's plastic, and so is your cling wrap for school lunches and things like that. So yeah. what are they going to get rid of those things, are they? Well, they could. I mean, everything's sort of up for grabs at the moment. It's just I, I take sort of what uh, Murray was on about because it should be done in a dedicated national fashion, shouldn't it? Because otherwise it does create a bit of an unlevel playing field for some of those franchise holders or business holders where they're trying to sort of buy in these products that will replace it, but not at a level that might be achievable if it was kind of a bigger supply. So it is an interesting debate. But, yeah, I, I reckon – just watch it. I mean, the, the state government obviously enjoy the fact that they are bit by bit trying to remove single-serve plastic. So, yeah, anything, I reckon. David? Uh, Greg's there. G'day, Greg. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, look, uh, I just... Um, I think a lot of these things are agenda-driven rather than common sense or scientifically driven. For example, plastic cups seem to me to be very light small amount of um, oil that's used and so on. And yet the people that are driving this are against um, a timber industry, so we've lost our timber industry, and yet the coffee cups they want to replace plastic ones with are made from timber products. Yeah. They are, and, and massive costs in processing. Um, it just makes no sense to me. And plastic is very recyclable. It just makes... No sense to me. And, and I, I see a number of other issues that are driven also by agenda rather than common sense. For example, the meat industry. Yeah, go on. Uh, and, the, and, the, and, the, um, and the fact that uh, meat, meat um, uh, protein is so much more environmentally uh, sound than um, plant-based protein. Right. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And it, it just, it's, it, the, the arguments don't... Don't stack up when you analyse them. That's my, I guess that's my point. Yeah, I reckon when you go shopping or anything these days, the trick is not to analyse it too much, otherwise you go batty. Uh, when you consider some of the hypocrisy that does go on in terms of packaging, etc. But, Greg, I take your point. Thank you very much for that. Call Gary now. one double three eight eighty two. Right, Righto, let's get back on to the absurdities that have gone on in the last few days around the uh, Liberal Party, who started off an attack on uh, Brian Burke and the connections and consultancy arrangements that they claimed uh, he had that was benefiting him uh, with the Cook Labor government. And we all know what kind of happened. It backfired spectacularly. Uh, as Brian Burke said on this program yesterday, it was one of the biggest own goals he thinks he's ever seen because it turns out that while they're throwing stones at the Labor Party... Uh, someone in their own ranks had been having a number of conversations with Brian Burke, and if you're going to say that he's off limits, then he's got to be off limits for your own party as well. So what's happened is the Deputy Liberal Leader, Steve Thomas, he had been asked to resign. He has resigned. So then the party room had to decide and pick a new Deputy Liberal Leader. That has happened, I believe. And Barclay from 6PR News uh, joins me with the breaking news. What's happened, Dan? 
Good morning, Gary. Yeah, it's been a big week for the Liberal Party, hasn't it? You could say disastrous, and today they've gone from one Steve to another. (laughs) So Steve Martin has been elected unopposed as Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party after, as you say, Steve Thomas was asked to step down yesterday in the wake of this Brian Burke um, saga, I guess. Just to remind listeners how small this party is, though, there are only 10 Liberal MPs in total in WA, and only three of those are in the lower house. So there's a lot of shadow portfolios to be spread around here. And that's the main question that journalists had for the Liberal leader today. Libby Madam told us she'll decide in coming days what shadow portfolios her new deputy, Steve Martin, will have. And also whether Steve Thomas will hold on to any. So Treasury is obviously a big one that he did have. Mm. So that will be one to watch around the end of the week. Libby Madam did say, though, there's no doubt Steve Thomas has been given a demotion. Yeah. Now, Steve Martin is now the Deputy uh, Liberal Leader. Do you know much about him? And I've got a bit of an idea who he is, but uh, have you? Well, I believe he's Shadow Minister for Housing, Gary. And Steve Martin, he said um, he did speak as well this morning. He said it's a wonderful opportunity. He's excited to hit the ground running. Uh, I think he's Shadow Housing Minister uh, right now. So he did touch on that. He mentioned the safe night space and the fact that the government's had $2.6 billion, the state government, um, in surplus and has failed to provide or be able to tackle the housing crisis that we're experiencing at the moment. He was also asked an interesting question, saying um, that some people have suggested he has links to the Klan, (laughs) and he didn't like that question at all. He said he's come from Wickipan, there have been no factional plays in his pre-selection, and he completely denies any links to power brokers. (laughs) So I guess we'll be learning more about Steve Martin and who he is and what he stands for as time goes on. Well, I can tell you, I don't know if this helps or hinders him, Anne, but he he was a journalist for a very long time. He's, he's one of us. Oh, I see. Very good. So there, <laughs> and there... what can go wrong there, Gary? <laughs> enough, no, enough of that, Anne Barclay. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> what, what did Libby have to say? Because clearly, you know, yesterday was crushing in, in terms of credibility. I'm, I'm saying that, not you, but I mean, crushing in terms of credibility because when you're going to launch an attack, you've got to make sure it's not going to come back on you. How was she? Yeah, she did say that they have a significant task ahead. Um, She does say, though, that she has full confidence in her team going forward. She was asked a bit about pre-selection candidates and whether she's heard from any pre-selection candidates about whether they've spoken to Brian Burke (laughs) or whether she expects them to come forward and speak to her. And she says, you know, they're yet to be endorsed, but she's very clear about what she expects. I think you'd have to be living under a rock at this stage to, to not realise if you've been speaking to Brian Burke that you probably need to speak to Libby Madam as soon as possible. Um, she was also asked about her fellow party member, Nyon Sibma, oh, yeah. um, because he, he responded, I think it was his secretary that replied to an email, that email that Brian Burke sent to all MPs. And she said, you know, that's quite a different situation to the story with Steve Thomas. And, you know, they haven't met. They've made no plans to meet. He was replying to him as a constituent. So he said he, she's got, um, Libby said she's got no real problems there in oh, terms right. of Nyon Sibma. Okay. Well, we'll watch and see what happens when uh, Parliament question time, I think, resumes. Uh, I don't know if it's next week or the week after, but um, uh, it'll be fun and games in the chamber of the lower house when Labor start throwing it back at them. Uh, really appreciate that, Anne. Thanks very much for that. Thank you, Gary. And Barclay there from the 6PR newsroom. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a bit of a an issue, isn't it? Because I'm saying to you out there in public land, uh, Steve Martin's the new deputy uh, Liberal leader, and you're saying to yourself, who the hell's Steve Martin? It's not the comedian.
He was very good in the little shop of horrors, but it's not him. It's Steve Martin. He was a journo. Uh, probably been cross paths with him, I think, at the Sunday Times uh, many, many years ago. But um, he was a journo. He moved into politics in 2021, so not long, uh, and is now the deputy Liberal leader. But is it over? Is it over for the Liberal Party in terms of this embarrassment and connections to or conversations with Brian Burke, as he was rightly described in both news bulletins seven and nine last night as the bogeyman of West Australian politics?